Good morning, River Life. It's Kong, the associate pastor. I hope you're doing well. Uh, special shout out to all of you on Facebook. If this is your first time with us, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Uh, I'm in my dining room, and so welcome to the Moors residence. Uh, I live here with Pang, my wife, and um, Po and Boomi, my brother and sister-in-law, along with their little five, four-year-old Jeremiah. Uh, and so welcome to our household. Um, also, welcome back to our series on Spiritual Survival Guide for Lasting an Outbreak. Um, I hope you're doing well in light of COVID-19. I hope you're taking care of yourself. I hope you're taking care of your loved ones. Uh, I don't know about you, but man, you know, there's just some anxious feelings that that surface every time I hear something about COVID-19. Uh, we know that this past weekend, um, the governor had um, had placed the, the stay-at-home policy, the stay-at-home order. So I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, and with this all in place, it just reminds me back in December 1999 when the whole Y2 scare was going to happen. Not kids and youth, if you have no idea what the Y2K scare was, it's a good conversation to have after this with your parents. It was basically a concern that computers were going to crash, causing planes to fall from the sky. Uh, some people were even afraid that the world might end. Um, and so it reminds me of that. Um, and as a 15-year-old back in 2000, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily anxious, but I felt the anxiety around others. Um, and so it, in some ways, it, I guess it did make me anxious. Um, and so that's what it kind of reminds me of. Um, as, I've, as I'm reminded by that, I'm wondering how you are doing. Um, you know, are, are you feeling anxious in times of COVID-19? How have you been dealing with that? Um, has there been some anxiety because you can't find certain supplies or food items that you're looking for? Um, maybe your routine has been completely flipped upside down. Um, I know some jobs have been affected as recent of COVID-19. Some protocols have come into place. And so, you know, is there some anxiety around what your next paychecks can look like? How you're going to provide for yourself, for your family? These are real things to be anxious about. And a little bit of anxiety is okay. It's actually normal to experience a little of anxiety uh, for things that are important and things that are difficult. But sometimes... Um, you know, especially during these times when we experience, you know, anxiety out of proportion, it can be really unhealthy. Um, if you, someone else that's close to you is experiencing anxiety about the situation, you know, I'm really glad that you're here with us this morning. We're going to dive into the Bible um, and talk about some, some of the things that the Bible says about anxiety and how we should face it and how, how we should manage it. Um, it's a crucial part of understanding how to um, survive. It's a crucial part to our series, Spiritual Survival Guide for a Lasting and Outbreak. And so let's see what the Bible says about um, about managing our fears, managing our anxieties. I'm going to be reading from Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7 from the NIV. And so uh, this is what it says. I'm going to give you a second so that you can pull it up on your phone or in your, uh, or in your Bible. It's going to be in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. Feel free to read it along with me. This is what it says. Do not be anxious about anything, but in, in every situation... 
by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts with your minds in Christ Jesus. Now we're going to break this down this morning to see what God says about um, managing our anxiety. Uh, I believe the message that God's giving us is that God's peace protects us from anxious places. Uh, God's peace protects us from anxious places. So let's start with the first part of the verse, uh, which says this, do not be anxious about anything. Now, if anyone were to be anxious, if anyone had the right to be anxious, it was the church in, in, in the Philippian church, the church that Paul is writing to in, in the passage that we just read. Um, there were a lot of things that were happening in their area, in their context that made them anxious. Um, notably, Paul is writing this letter from prison. Paul is in prison writing this letter to them, um, telling them that, hey, you know, I'm in prison because I've been telling other people about Jesus Christ. And at this point, the, the Christian faith was still very young, and Paul was one of the few prominent leaders of the Christian faith. Um, I mean, imagine River Life. You know, River Life's been around for about five years. Imagine if, you know, Pastor Greg got thrown in jail the first couple of years of River Life. I don't know about you, but... I would be anxious uh, just because Pastor Greg is such a crucial part to River Life. Um, and so there was some anxiety in that, man, you know, like the thing that we're believing in, our leaders in jail because of this. Um, and so there was some anxious anxiety around that. Um, there were preachers who were teaching in the church and they all had different intentions. Some were preaching out of love, and some were preaching out of selfish ambition. Um, and the selfish ambition, the, the issue they had was they didn't like Paul, and so they were preaching um, in the churches against who Paul was. Um, and so that's nothing that was anxious, nothing that was causing anxiety in the church. On top of that, while Paul was in jail, there was a possibility that he might be put on trial and even be executed. And so again, let alone your prominent leader being put in jail but your prominent leader in jail potentially getting executed um one of the church members in in the, in the part of the that was part of the philippian church his name was epaphroditus um he journeyed with paul and he became really sick uh to the point where he almost died and so there were some concerns about him and then there were um, people who opposed the church. Um, it was so bad that Paul referred to the opposition as dogs, evildoers, and mutilators of the flesh. Um, and so there was opposition that they were facing outside of the church where people didn't agree, you know, what they were believing. And then there was a dispute between uh, two of the leaders in the church. And so there was plenty of things for the Philippian church to be anxious about. Um, some of the things that were happening probably made the church members feel overwhelmed, causing to, them to feel like they didn't have control. They probably felt stress. They probably felt tension, maybe even fear. And because Paul knew that they were experiencing this, one of the things that Paul did was Paul sent Epaphroditus, the guy who was from the church who was really sick and almost died, he sent him back 
to help them feel less anxious. Now, sometimes we don't know what to do with anxiety, you know, whether if it's our anxiety or other people's anxiety. Sometimes we want to squash it, make it smaller than it is. We want to minimize it um, because it's it's something that's tough to deal with. Um, and, and indeed, it is tough to deal with. Thankfully, the next passage here, Paul gives us um, advice of what we should do. And so the next part of the passage says this, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Paul's telling us to pray when we are anxious. So in light of COVID-19, Paul is telling us pray. That's what he's saying. I know you're thinking it sounds like the right Christian answer it sounds like you know yeah pray read your bible right uh, but let's dive into a little deeper to see what it means now paul reminds us that instead of dwelling in our anxiety our solution is to pray to god specifically in a matter of thanksgiving that's huge now whenever i'm in a situation where i'm anxious my prayer is something like this you know god this situation stinks it sucks uh, could you make it better? You know, I trust you, but, you know, I'm not really feeling anything. Could you make it better? Amen. The posture of praying and thanksgiving reminds us of what God has done instead of how I feel. So the, the focus completely shifts from me to God. When we are anxious, we approach God to pray in thanksgiving we're offering whatever it, it is that we're trying to be in control of. We're giving that to God and telling God that you're in control. It's telling God that you're bigger, you're powerful, you can control this. And when we pray in thanksgiving, again, it is a refocus that God is in control, not us. The last part of the passage talks about this. Uh, this is what it says. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, remember how I was telling you that Paul was in prison when he wrote this? Now, I don't know about you, but if I were in prison, I would be an anxious mess. Not Paul, though. Not Paul. In chapter 1, verse 12, this is, Paul, this is what Paul is saying. Uh, now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. That's crazy. Paul's in jail because he's telling other people about God, about Jesus, and then he, he gets thrown in jail and you figure that would stop him. But he's like, no, this is making my purpose even better. You know, like I am advancing the gospel in jail. Uh, not only that, but he continues to say this in verse 20. Um, I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet, what shall I choose? I do not know. I am torn between the two. Basically, what Paul is saying is that, you know, normally this anxious situation of being in prison, potentially going to trial to be executed, I'm not scared. Actually, I'm torn between if I want to live or if I want to die. I think most of us would naturally say that, hey, I want to live. But Paul's like, I'm torn. Because if I live, 
I get to live for Christ. If I die, I get to live with Christ. Man, Paul is just completely untouchable. And so notice how this peace that surpasses all of our understanding resides in Paul and guards him from all fears, all anxiety. This is a perfect example of Paul experiences the peace of God, which again transcends all understanding, guarding his heart and his mind. God's peace protects Paul from this anxious place that he's in. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding in the idea that God is completely in control no matter the situation, that in life, in death, in sickness, in health, poor, rich, hungry, or full, in any condition and in any situation, there's, there's confidence and security in God. Now, it doesn't mean that nothing bad will ever happen, but that whatever we face, whether it's being locked up for the sake of the gospel like Paul or experiencing COVID-19, it's knowing that God is bigger than all those bad things. Paul knows that God's peace protects him from anxious places. That no matter how anxious and difficult it is, God is in control. Paul describes his peace as something that resembles soldiers hunkered down in a fort protecting and guarding us from being invaded by others. And so this peace is with us in every situation as long as we remember to pray when we're anxious. So how do you relate to Paul's approach to anxiety? How do you relate to the idea that God's peace protects you from anxious places? And in these last few weeks that you've that you know might have been filled with anxiety, um, how have you dealt with that? I mean, if you try to control it by prepping all the essentials to make it through COVID nineteen, you've taken all the precautions to maintain distance and space uh, from others. Have you prayed? Have you prayed with thanksgiving in your hearts? Have you prayed in a manner that gives God control and releases control from you? I think this is what praying in thanksgiving can look like. It's praying not about us or what we want, but it's praying about who God is. It's showing our gratitude to God. It's showing that we're thankful for God and all the promises that he has in our life. It's realizing that everything we need is in God. It's realizing that God's peace protects us from anxious places. And so as we go about these next couple of days, these next couple of weeks, these next couple of months trying to survive COVID-19, our spiritual survival guide of lasting an outbreak and managing our fear is praying. Praying to God in thanksgiving. And so I hope that you'll practice that this next coming week. That may we set aside time to pray to God in thanksgiving. Reminding ourselves to let go of anxiety allowing let go of anxiety that controls us and allow God to control everything. Thanks and have a good one.